underpinning what the content is. It's content marketing and it's to get sales and grow their business and things like that. So we don't take the approach of let's make your show the next Joe Rogan. We take the approach of let's, you know, get the right people deeply engaging with you that want to then go and work with you. You're listening to the Client Catching Podcast, the show that uncovers how high-performing service-based business leaders are successfully navigating the ocean of complexity around growing their business. Now, as anyone with a talent and guts to start a business knows, it takes a lot more to grow one than just being great at what you do, and you can't do it alone. So this podcast will show you how other captains of their own ship, just like you, have found the right strategy to catch more clients, simplified everything, and transform their business. So if you're ready to do the same, then jump aboard and join me, Adam King, host and the captain at Think Like a Fish, and let's go fishing. Hey, how you doing? Adam here, and I wanted to quickly let you know about a brand new 15-minute video training where I show you how to get 5, 10, 15, 25 or more predictable sales appointments every month in just 30 minutes a day, and how you can do all of that without cold calling, networking, relying on referrals, or any of that kind of stuff. Now, I've added that to the podcast gift page, which you can find at thinklikeafish.co.uk slash podcastgift. That's thinklikeafish.co.uk slash podcast gift. And you'll also see all of the other resources and gifts that I've created on that page as well. So hope you go and check that out and, uh, and enjoy what you find. So until you do that, let's get back to the show. Hello and welcome to the Client Catching Podcast. Now, as business owners, service providers trying to stand out in a sea of competition, it's vital that you're clear on the problem you solve for your ideal clients and that you can you clearly and consistently articulate this in all of your communications so that when you when they have that problem, they come to you. Now that sounds kind of obvious, right? But how do you actually achieve it? Well, one word, content. I know, I know you're probably a bit fed up with marketers like me who tell you to create content consistently. You know, I don't have the time. I don't know what content to create. I'm not a writer. And obviously these are some of the uh, the pushbacks that I often hear. But ultimately, if you want to attract high value clients to your business, then content has to be at the core of your marketing. Simply advertising or just pitching your services is becoming less effective and more expensive as it's drowned out by so much noise which is why in today's hyper-competitive environment, you must focus on strategically creating and distributing valuable, relevant contact, uh, content to attract and retain a clearly defined audience that moves them through the client journey. Now, the good news is there's a smart way to create content that isn't quite as daunting as you may think. And to prove this, today I'm talking to someone who has a real-life superpower for making your content go further, work harder, and attract great clients to you. And she's the founder of Content 10X, a creative agency that helps businesses, entrepreneurs and thought leaders grow their audience by maximizing the return on all the content they create. And she's the content repurposing powerhouse behind some of the very, very well-known businesses and thought leaders, including Jay Baer, Chris Ducker and Phil Spencer's Move IQ. So I'm absolutely delighted to welcome my guest today on the Client Catching Podcast, Amy Woods. Amy, welcome to the show. I'm delighted to be here. Thanks for such a nice intro as well. That was uh, that was really nice. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, you're welcome. Because um, I, I, I've I've known about what you do, and we recently connected. Because I've I've I I remember when uh, we first connected, and I was like, Amy Woods, I know that name because <laughs> I saw you talking on stage at the Upreneur Summit back in November this year, and 
I thought what you covered there was was absolutely fantastic. Um, maybe apart from the plagiarism part, part which, uh, you know, maybe we'll dive into. But before anyone goes away and thinks, oh, no, no, it's a bit of a joke. So Amy does not plagiarise, just saying that. Um, <laughs> but essentially, content is, it's, it's sort of as I covered there in the introduction, it's, it's something that everyone is told, right, we have to do content. But content is not content is not content, is it? It's, there's, there's a specific way of using content when you're doing it for the purpose of business. So from your perspective, what is it about content that is important? And what type of content should a business be focused on creating? Well, I mean, I think it's so content is really important for um, people to understand more about what you do, people to start to. It's the whole kind of know, like and trust factor, I think, of um, of not just let's like, say, for example, you are a um, let's say you're a personal trainer and you provide online personal training, online fitness programs and somebody is out there your ideal client is just out there looking for your what you do and they find you know two different websites one states what you do it has the prices it has a contact page um and you know basically that's it and the other one you go onto it and there's the the personal trainers got various videos showing you know different things to do what they do showing their knowledge there may be blog posts and articles um you know there's content there's more than just this is what we do this is our prices contact us and you start to go down a rabbit hole and then you maybe think i love this guy's videos i'll go and watch more on youtube and i'll follow him on instagram and and you know people start to to love this person or you know you just kind of go to the dead end of, of just finding out what someone does and I think you know that kind of summarizes it really in terms of we we don't we we don't you have to think of a few different things you have to think about if somebody found your website um, or found you online and they are on your website are they going to get content are they going to start to feel like they trust you are they going to Think that you seem like an expert because you're sharing content to show your expertise and are they going to really understand what you do or you know is it just going to be more of a billboard poster type website but also you're lucky if somebody just happens to stumble and find your website in the first place you have to look at the journey that people go on and most people and um, you know we spend most of our time on our mobile devices so we'll probably find you on their mobile when they first interact with you um they probably find something bite-sized that you put out there so we're probably on social media or on linkedin or on facebook instagram maybe um we're going to kind of migrate from shorter form content to longer form content to finding your website so if you aren't putting content out there in different places you're not going to bring people over to your site anyway. So content is about getting people to know I can trust you and recognize your expertise and want to work with you on your site. But it's also about spreading that message in every place that you think that, that your mm. people are going to be in order to bring them to you and find out more about you in the first place. So I, I think from a marketing perspective, it's great to do things like, um, you know, Google AdWords or Facebook ads or things like that. But you must combine it with content because if you're going to spend money on getting people to find out who you are and work with you, you have to provide that content for people to to understand more about what you do. Mm. And if you don't do that, 
then buy, but know that your competitors will. And then just think yeah. about the perspective of your clients, you versus competitors that have content. Yeah, and I, I think it's really interesting that you use the, um, the analogy of a personal trainer because that brings to mind um, someone who is is really quite high profile at the moment considering what's going on, and that's uh, in the UK, and that's Joe Wicks. Oh, yeah. Now, he's essentially a personal trainer, and yet he is now like the personal trainer that if, if somebody said to you, name me a personal trainer, they would probably say Joe Wicks. And that's because he started in a similar way to what you really just described. He just started posting things on his social media platforms. I think Instagram was a big part of what he did and and all that kind of thing. And, and, you know, became known as the body coach and he's obviously, you know, snowballed. And now he's the PE teacher to, (laughs) to a nation, um, you know, during, uh, you know, this situation and all the rest of it. And that's a, I, I I just think that's a fantastic example of what can happen. And, but he didn't do that by doing it a little bit. He did it by doing it consistently, consistently, mm-hmm. consistently. And maybe he rode a bit of a trend with the Instagram and all. And there's a lot of people now on there doing similar. But it's a great example of what can happen when you just put in the commitment to do it. And what do you find is some of the biggest challenges, though, that people face when it comes to just thinking, right, OK, I know I need to create content but I just don't know what to do. Do I do it on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn? Do I do it on my website? Where do I do it? What's what's some of the sort of mistakes people make? I think, um, so some of the challenges people have, yeah, firstly deciding on what what your content should be from a medium perspective. So should I be, um, should I launch a podcast? Should it be audio content? Should it be video content? Should I be writing um, you know, should I do live streams? So they're the main different options. Well, people we work with, it will generally be live streams, pre-recorded video type YouTube videos, podcasts or blog posts. So, it, you know, firstly, what should I do? And the mistake I think people sometimes make is thinking that they should go all in on everything and you just can't do that. So um, deciding on what your content medium should be from two angles. One angle is knowing your audience and knowing what would resonate with them. Do they listen to podcasts? Do they watch videos? You know, are they more readers? Are they going to Google and read articles, things like that? So know your audience and then know yourself as well. So I think it's important to to commit to something that you know you're going to be comfortable doing and you're going to enjoy, you know, hopefully enjoy doing and enjoy creating the content. So whatever you do, if if you know, video content makes you break out into a, a sweat and, and just shake and mm. you don't want to do it. But everyone keeps saying, do video content. And, and you just know that that is not going to be for you. Um, and, it, you know, you're, you're not going to enjoy it and you're going to find it too much of a chore. Then don't do not do something that you don't enjoy. Um, explore videos and explore podcasts. So it's balancing what you can be comfortable with doing and you know that you can therefore create great, great content and what what your audience are going to consume and making sure that you get that sweet spot of both of them so firstly it, it's that because consistency is the next thing so the reason I'm saying that it needs to be something that you enjoy and that you feel comfortable doing and or you can at least try is because you have to be consistent so like you said about Joe Wicks you know he started off consistently I think it was like was it every day or something I can't remember his journey but he did the Instagram mm. um with, well something and he made thing he made cook he made um recipes in 15 seconds that was it and he did it constantly um mm. before he was even 
you know pt or anything so yeah. that it's the consistency so it's it's finding a long form type content that you be consistent with um and then it's the messaging too so i think you know people might have nailed okay so i've decided i'm gonna do a um weekly video um i, I know what my schedule is going to be and i've decided what my medium is going to be i think the next thing is what it's, are they going to be about? Like, what will be the message and how can I come up with a, a content strategy? And then I think really that comes down to making sure that you're consistent with your message by knowing what you want to be known for. What problem do you solve for your um, customers? And what kind of content can you put out there that if anybody stumbled upon you on any social media platform or on your website, they would immediately know what problem you solve from the content that you're putting out there so you know if it's going to be um like blog posts or videos or podcast episodes or solo episodes and making sure that you're breaking down what kind of questions do you get asked and doing episodes on answering the questions that people ask you and helping people and things like that if it's guests coming on to say a podcast like this and just making sure that the discussion is around what you want to be known for and and really just focusing on on that because a big mistake I see people make is having a really scattergun approach with the messaging and and then and I know plenty of people and very ironically actually people who work in the marketing space who I perhaps enjoy following on social media but then if you said to me what does he what's his actual business like what does he do what do you hire him for I haven't got a clue like, I don't actually mm. know what the, what their business is so you know being really consistent with that messaging so that you you become known for what you want to become known for and you don't just have a following but people couldn't quite pinpoint what you do so so you have all these people yeah. following you but when they have a problem that you could solve they go to someone else because they love they love your content but they don't know mm. that you're the person that could solve that problem so you know i think it's that and then also just one more thing is is a feeling of wanting to be everywhere and in fact you know i guess what we're going to come on to but instead repurposing your content so that you create one core piece of content so you focus on video podcast live stream or blog and then you repurpose that into the different places so onto linkedin or break your video down into shorter videos to sprinkle out on linkedin over a week or two create a linkedin article from a podcast episode or a video um, or whatever, Facebook, Instagram, create visuals, create graphics, but stay consistent to your message by repurposing down different types of content from your core content, keeping you consistent with your message and then helping to keep you consistent in different locations so that people can find you in different places, engage with you in different places, and then ultimately, you know, hopefully go to consume longer form content and then, and then yeah. convert and, and work with you. <laughs> um, so I yeah, think, absolutely. You know, and, and, and I do want to sort of come on and, and really sort of dig into the whole uh, repurposing. But there's a few things I also want to touch on that you've been through there. And, and the first is that what you've described, and, and this is such a theme that comes through with it. so many guests that I have on that, that have the expertise in you know, what they do, but they have a, a strategic mind is it's marketing 101. It's going back to the basics, which most people when you look at it from the outside it's like well i don't have to worry about that i'll just go and do something or these guys aren't doing it or something like that you don't see what's you know what what's under the surface of, of what's going on the strategic thinking around okay well who is my market what is my message what is that one problem that i want to solve for someone how do i want to communicate it these things are vital like if you haven't got those right don't start creating content because it will just 
get lost to, you know, it'll be like, you know, spitting into the sea uh, yeah. to, to yeah. maintain my own uh, little sort of a nautical analogy. Mm. And I think that that's the first thing that's, um, you know, that, that, that stands out for me um, with what you say there. It's that strategic marketing 101 piece. Mm. But the other thing is around the whole um, choose one thing that you enjoy doing and the consistency. And it kind of goes hand in hand because I can I can talk from experience until I started this podcast, my content creation was incredibly haphazard. Like, you know, you look back, I've got blogs and, you know, I'd, I'd do three in a week and then nothing for three months. Whereas I'm now nearly 70 episodes into this podcast, I think, can't remember mm-hmm. off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. It's been consistent. I love doing it. I meet some awesome people. I get a message out. I now, you know, it, it, it's, it's for me, I found the medium I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. I love talking to people like this having conversations if you're listening on the audio version you can't see the video version but i use the video version in different ways you know it's it's for me this has been the absolute game changer in terms of how i get a message out and yeah. it really has i think it just it brings to life the importance of finding your medium and being consistent um, which yeah. is exactly what we talk about there so if somebody isn't familiar with the whole idea of content repurposing, because some of the things you went on to there was like, right, okay, so I've got to take bits out of this mm-hmm. and that, that sounds like a lot of work. What does, I mean, the content repurposing hopefully is fairly self-explanatory because you've kind of been through it. But if somebody wanted to be doing this for themselves, what goes into it? Yeah. So, and and I guess, you know, it, it is a lot of work, um, but it's the, it's the kind of the push and pull aspect of the content because you create your content, but then in order, you know, to, to think that people are just going to find that content can be quite naive. What you actually have to do is you need to bring people to the content. So in my opinion, you kind of need to see creating the core content and content repurposing as being part of the same thing. It's part of your content creation process. It's the content that's long form that you want people to consume. And it's the shorter content that you want people to to lead to it like Hansel and Gretel it's like the crumbs that you're going to put out leading to it um but also I would just say that um when you repurpose a video or podcast or blog into shorter form content you know at the end of the day if people never actually move on to read that that longer blog post or they never move on to listen to this episode or to um to video but they got value from a shorter piece of content from a longer piece enough value that made them go on and take action and start to follow you more closely and then want to work with you then the the, the job is still you know the ultimate goal has still been achieved if some people prefer to only ever consume shorter form content some people will move on to longer form so when we talk about repurposing you know i kind of see it it's all part of the same thing it's part of your content creation process you can't just create the content and throw it out there. You have to have ways to promote your content and to get people to find it. So if you're going to allocate a certain number of hours each week in order to create your, your core, we'll call it the core content, let's say the podcast, then you need to add within those hours the amount of time that you'll spend recording the podcast and editing it and writing show notes, things like that, and the amount of time that you'll spend on the promotion and marketing activity of that episode as well and i think that's where repurposing comes in so kind of there's a crossover in repurposing of you know it's marketing of the content so 
it's ways to get people to come and listen or consume the content. But as I said, it's also just ways to get your message out there in different formats and in different locations. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to go on and consume the content. So, you know, I think with repurposing, it's not, it shouldn't be a copy and paste type. Okay, I just did a podcast episode. So I'm just going to put that on YouTube, put that on Facebook, you know, put that on, on Instagram, whatever. It's about thinking about where your audience are and when they're in those locations, why are they there and what kind of content are they looking for? And how can I extract the message of that podcast episode to be relevant to the kind of people who are on LinkedIn in a certain type of mindset, looking for a certain type of content and will appreciate this message in a certain way. And then if you're going to repurpose that onto another platform like YouTube, well, why are they there? What would a YouTube person be looking for? And how can I turn the message of this episode into something suitable for that platform? And so on and so forth. So it's not kind of copy and paste. It's a lot more strategically thinking about why people are there, what they're looking for, and how this message can be um, can be put out in that audience in order to get engagement. So ultimately, you know, repurposing involves can involve quite a lot of steps if you're going to go to town with it. You know, I mean, we we go to town with it because that's what we do. So you know, we'll, we'll you know, my team will be the, the copywriter and the, the graphic designers and podcast and video editor and you know we'll slice and dice anything into as much content as we can for different places but it can also just be starting small and starting simple we've just looking so at, amy could you give us a, an example then of starting yeah. floor and i'm going to sort of set yeah. the context of, of maybe someone that might be listening to this and, and where they are if they were yeah. thinking right okay it sounds good um you know they've, they've got maybe someone on their team that's um a, an assistant of some description or maybe uh you know one person that does marketing or something mm. like that and they provide a service they could be anything from um a, a financial advisor insurance broker or, or a consultant or something like that now they do one video a week mm. and then they go right i've done my video a week and it it's 20 minutes on average there you go assistant what what would they then go and do with that in your well opinion? so let's say um let's say for example they have a youtube channel or they want to start a youtube channel then what i would recommend is firstly um looking at how you can break that video like edit that video into a format that would be suitable for say youtube so what you're looking for is um and also breaking that into shorter videos that you could say, let's say they have an audience on Instagram and Twitter as well. So they want to put some videos on those platforms. Firstly, I'll talk about editing that video. So like using video editing software, you've got the skills or work with somebody, freelancer or someone to help them. But identify golden nuggets, like snippets, bits of the conversation or, or whatever the video is that could just stand alone um, and someone could get some value from it or, you know, it's entertaining, um, it's engaging, but identify, you know, shorter snippets and then share those and break that up and share that on social media. The idea is that people will get something from it, but they'll also want to go on and, and see, you know, the rest of the video. So it's, it's a tease, choose little snippets that are entertaining and a tease. So one thing will be that video editing and potentially, you know, getting onto YouTube as well, not the whole 20 minutes, but three to four minutes of various sections that would just tease people to want to go and watch the whole video. So 
I'd recommend that because the best thing about video is that you can break that down into shorter formats. Now, another thing, and this is where it becomes com a bit complicated, it's probably not the skill set of one person, but consider whether that video could be a podcast episode as well. So with video, you have audio. That's what's so good about video. So unless it's really visually dependent and you you know, pointing at graphs and charts and things like that, then really consider could it stand alone as a podcast episode? So I think that's a wonderful opportunity for video mm. content. And in that case, as, as, as you do, you know, in that case, you can um, extract audio from video and then do whatever you, you need to do to turn that into a podcast episode, add intros or outros, music, things like that. Then you've got podcasts um, on all the podcasting apps. So that's something to consider. And then um, I would really recommend with video, um, considering whether you have written content from this as well. So can it become a engaging blog post? You know, I'm not talking about a transcription as such, but you could start with getting the video transcribed. And there's various services that you can use to get videos transcribed or audio transcribed. And then you could wordsmith it out into more of a standalone blog post. Um, can do some research on what keywords people would search for for um, the topic try and make it more focused on SEO and there you would have you know a blog post for your website as well um, and in this situation I would recommend that perhaps if you do add that blog post to your website you would make it a multimedia type blog post where you give people the option to watch the video so put the video on your website or let them read on and read the article about it or let them hit play or give them a link to go and listen to this um, the next mm. time they are going to listen to a podcast episode. So, you know, feeding that video into audio, written and um, video content. But yeah, other than that, I'd really recommend the slicing and dicing of short little snippets and teasers and things like that to go out on the social media platforms mm. and breaking the blog post and the written content down into mm. 50 tweets into three or four LinkedIn posts into you no know, different Instagram posts. So it, you know, that's what you can do um, with a typical video. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because people like to consume things in different ways and, and, yeah. and not just because they have a preference. I mean, I have a preference for podcasts mm -hmm. because I find if I just with videos, I am so easily distracted by something else that I don't always get to finish the video. Um, even if it's something I want to actually consume, yeah. whereas podcasts, I'm, I'm sort of listening and I can, and I tend to listen when I'm doing other things. Like I'll, I'll, I'll listen when I'm, you know, if I'm going for a walk or you know, a run or, um, you know, cooking dinner or something like that. And, and, and you can consume it while doing other things because I have a one-year-old and a nearly four-year-old and, and I don't have free time necessarily. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's, it's the way I consume content, but I know that everyone is like that and not everyone likes the long form. So it's kind of like meeting people where they're at in, yeah. not just in, in, in what they appreciate consuming, but where they might be, because you might have someone, I mean, maybe not at the moment, but commuting to work and just sort of scrolling feeds, or they could be um, on a train and listening to a longer form piece of content around a podcast or something like that. So you're kind of giving people the opportunity to consume your content in different ways. And I think what that is also pointing to is it's a little bit like you say, the Hansel and Gretel leading the breadcrumbs. Um, you know, I, I like to use the kind of you're, you're baiting the water and then yeah. you're getting a bit of a nibble and then, you know, somebody coming in and they're taking the bait and you're sort of gently, you know, reeling them in. You're not fighting them. You're letting them sort of come in and out, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, 
some people get bored of my fishing analogy, but there we go. <laughs> it's my it's my show, damn it. Anyway, um, but you know, it's it's that yeah. kind of thing, and and you're always it, it's the strategic way of thinking, right? How do I gently bring them along this journey? And that's towards a piece of content. But ultimately, what's behind all of that? Is it just to consume the content, or is it the next phase in that 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 journey? Is there an opt in? Is there a call to action? And what happens after that? So there's that consideration as well. And I think the, the, what I think about when I think about content, it's a bit like when somebody writes a book, right? People can spend a lot of time um, creating a, a wonderful piece of content, like they can spend months, years writing a book, and they think that's all the work done. Yeah. <laughs> actually, when you write a book, if you actually want to sell any, you should spend just as much time on the promotion and the marketing of the book and how, thinking how are you going to do it as you are, as you you know, write the book itself. And it's the same with if you have a pillar piece of content, how, you know, you, you, you've been sitting there for ages, maybe writing it however you've been doing it. Mm. And you're the only one that knows about it. Yeah. How are you going to let others know? And, and I think that that's where the, the repurposing piece comes in. Um, and I think it's very beneficial. So do you find it's better to focus on one larger piece or one quality piece? less often or medium-sized kind of pieces more regularly in order to have more repurposing does that um, i'm not sure if i make yeah, sense no, with my I, question I, but i think um quality uh, always yeah so i think it's most important to focus on uh it a quality piece that you can then break down and repurpose rather than like you said maybe um maybe you're committing yourself to something weekly but then what you're putting out you know if you had a bit more time on it it would be a lot better so like shorter shorter blog posts every week well actually no i think that in that case it would be better to put a blog post out every two weeks or every three weeks but it's a really really you know quality piece of content because if you then apply the repurposing to a really quality piece of content your repurposed content naturally is going to be of a higher quality as well because, you know, you've got more um, to play out, more to break down, more, more quality leads to more quality. So uh, I always think it's a quality play over quantity. You can get the quantity when you start to repurpose because you can just repurpose the hell out of content. But um, it's, you know, it all starts with, with quality. And I think, you know, the search engines are really wise to quality content you know they mm. they will rank in a much higher when they know and see that something is really unique you know really well thought through really higher quality content so you're going to win a bit more on the search which you know is so 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 important social is mm. important but search is so important as well you'll win on search and social if you focus on quality um mm. and you know and, and i think as you as you were saying um I always just think if you're allocating a certain amount of time to content overall, that can't be to just the original creation of that video, that blog post, that podcast. Those hours need to include the the marketing and repurposing side as well. Because mm. you know, if you have if you have say a podcast and you just put that on Apple Podcasts every week and you think people are going to find it, it's, it's mm. actually quite delusional. Really, they won't. You know, the marketing is so 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 important. So um, quality play, you know, always, even if it's a monthly epic podcast mm. or epic video, epic um, live stream, whatever it is, 
it's just going to, you're going to win overall and you're going to have more repurposed content of a quality that is mm -hmm. acceptable as well. And I, and I guess that sort of solves maybe one of the, um, I guess the fears that people may well have. It's like, right, okay, well, I have to be doing content every single day or every week or, you know, that consistency. I think there's, there's a tendency to go towards thinking consistency is in daily habit or weekly habit or something like that. Whereas if you actually said to yourself, no, I am going to set aside four hours a month to create a fantastically well thought out piece of content, whether it's video, whether it's a written thing, whatever that is, that means you've got four hours in a month, say for example, or you know, if you want to stretch it to five, that's five hours in a month. That's not a lot of time to create something quality when you are the expert, you understand um, your, your, your client, you've done that marketing 101 piece and you know the questions people are asking and all the rest of it, and you can really create a good piece of content. And then I guess that's why somewhere, you know, someone like you would come in, Amy, with, with the service that you offer, because you would take that piece of content that somebody's invested just five hours, maybe over a month, you know, maybe the, the planning, the thinking, and then the recording or the writing. And then you go and do the magic piece, which is why I say you've got that superpower behind you and you're the powerhouse mm -hmm. of some people that really do this and, and get it. And then you let that machine do the work. So why don't you explain to us exactly the kind of people you work with and really the benefits that they receive as a result of that. And maybe I've given a teaser, but <laughs> I just think what you do is awesome. So yeah, um, yeah um, it's, it's really... It's exactly that really in terms of what you explained. So we work with, with businesses who really recognize the importance of content repurposing, well, recognize the importance of content marketing and content repurposing. Um, we know, you know, content, it marketing it is a long game as well you know it's you don't see overnight success you have to you know put the hours in be consistent and get a lot of content out there so our, our clients will be businesses um generally b2b actually um who are positioning themselves as thought leaders um so content is really really important for them to be you know getting that position a lot of our clients are businesses that do have a personal brand aspect actually so you know we'll be working with people who are running businesses that are also doing things like um maybe speaking have books things like that too um and they will be creating usually episodic type content so consistent content like a, like a weekly video or weekly podcast but what what they do is they only focus on the creation of the core content. So what I was saying before about you have a certain amount of hours and you must factor in all of the marketing and repurposing into those hours. What we do is we take that away. So what you, you focus on is, is quality, you know, really quality content, great podcast episode, great video. And then when it's done, that's it. Okay. Then they upload it to us and then we take care of everything else thereafter. So then that's where we kind of kick in and we, um, we do, you know, the final finishing and production and everything on whatever it is, the video, the podcast, and then we'll, we'll, we'll work with our clients on, okay, what platforms do you want to be on? You know, what social media platforms are we launching a podcast here? Are we focusing on YouTube as well, on your website search, are we creating emails for email subscribers and content upgrades because the focus is lead gen and grow new email list. So work with our clients on what is the strategy behind the content, and then we devise a service that every week is taking that content and then exploding it basically. So turning that 
live stream into a video into a podcast episode into you know lots of different videos for different social platforms into an email to their email subscribers a long blog post for their blog with various artwork and the artwork can get shared on social as well um, and we do that on a on a weekly basis so usually usually people schedules are weekly so we'll do that on a weekly basis and we'll just mm. you know take it and explode it take it and explode it and now that's what we do so we really kind of maximize mm. the content um and the goal you know for our clients is ultimately leads conversions and sales so a growing business but it's also mm. growing personal brand there's a lot of um a lot to be said for you know helping our clients to really stand out as those experts they start mm. to get more um you know more kind of business growth through brand equity and brand awareness mm. as well so um so yeah that's what we do and, and and do you find as well because you mentioned there that a lot of people they they come to you thinking right it's about the you know the awareness the the lead generation that kind of thing and and that tends to be what people think about when they think content it's about right get more eyeballs, get more attention, you know, attract more interest, all that kind of thing. But a lot of people miss the mark in terms of thinking about how their content actually serves them further and deeper into that client journey and the kind of content that they need to create at those, at those points and how that actually really does differ from the stuff that you're just putting out there to try and get the attention. Do you find that is the case with a lot of people? Um, do, you, do you mean from the perspective of being the kind of the problem solver in the moment whether they kind of take action with you at that stage or not is that, is that what you mean? I mean in terms of so you've got someone's attention and that's a type of content yeah and then it's sort of taking somebody into that so you've got that whole awareness consideration decision mm -hmm. sort of what you know general general way of thinking about the funnel let's just mm -hmm. i hate the word funnel so i try yeah. to avoid it but sometimes i can't okay so you know it's it's it is what it is that's yeah. the word people know and the, the the kind of content that, that you have at the top of that funnel it, it needs to, potentially i guess it's what you're doing already so that it's almost like the pillar piece i guess is almost that piece at the bottom that you mm. know where you're trying to get somebody down to and maybe i've kind of answered that question in a way but i i tend to sort of think that people think of content only about getting attention not about nurturing the people that you already have their attention yeah and and what that kind of content looks like rather than just okay i'm over here look at me sort mm. of content that a lot of people put to put out there yeah i think you have to have a really um varied mix actually don't you and you need to stop and look at your content and kind of categorize it in terms of you know at what stage in the process does this content serve people you know and like you said like you know it should really be a pyramid shouldn't it um, mm. in terms of the kind of awareness through to, you know, taking people through, people through the different stages with the content that you're going into and the, the message that you're putting out there and the, the deeper problem that you're solving or the different ways that you're positioning mm. or challenging um, ways of thinking as well and, and positioning yourself more as, a, you know, a leader. So, um, yeah, mm. well, when we work with our clients, you know, that's often the kind of thing that we discuss at the start, actually, in terms of how are you, categorizing that if those different types of content and are you making sure that you're putting enough out there and then often you know through the power of things like retargeting that you know you can combine you know content mentioned earlier you know i do think it's good to combine content with some paid advertising as well so you know if you've got people who have read or consumed 
um, articles that you would consider to be more at the top of the funnel of raising awareness and things like that, then to kind of retarget them with the next step, the next piece of content that you know you're going to try and bring to them because they're already in your you know a magical little ecosystem that mm. you can then start to retarget you know or you're growing your email yeah. subscribers and then you're letting your email subscribers that know more about you and get access to the, the different types mm. of content because they know you are moving them along so yeah i do think it is really important but um you know we tend to kind of focus on on both but really i guess from our service perspective you know, audience growth is the the big thing that mm. we're helping our clients with, but um, remembering why they're podcasting or video creating too. So we don't work with people who want to be the next big YouTuber um, and make, you know, millions from YouTube videos or the next Joe Rogan or the next biggest podcast in the world. Underpinning what the content is, it's content marketing and it's to get sales and grow their business and things like that so we don't take the approach of let's make your show the next joe rogan we take the approach of let's you know get the right people deeply engaging with you that want to then go and work with you Mm. and i think there's also a piece as well that it's again that's that is the marketing 101 right back to the strategy why are you doing this it's it's the question you should always be asking before you create anything in your business whether it's content whether it's marketing whether it's whatever it is why am i doing this what is the objective who is this for what problem is it solving and how you know how is it going to sort of um bring someone to me um you know in a more effective and efficient way and etc cetera, etc cetera. i think one piece that a lot of people miss out and it, it it still baffles me despite having been doing this for years and years and years is it's all the focus on 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 that top piece whereas i mean what with what you do you you have you've repurposed so much content and people then have the ability to serve the ones that really could really grow their business which is their actual clients yeah and how to use that content in a way that communicates often to their clients in a slightly different way but then there's the referral side of things there's the opportunity to do repeat business and all the all the rest of it but so many businesses just sort of have a client and if it's a sort of service that isn't consistently delivered over you know a, a weekly monthly sort of thing they'll do it thanks very much and then they'll maybe forget about them or yeah they'll it's really get in contact point. with them or have a salesperson blah 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 but content if you've used a service like Amy's or if you've uh, you know, done it yourself repurposing, all you'd need to do is make a slight shift in that repurpose to voice towards your existing or past clients. And you've got an entire different channel that you own. Right? Yeah. It's, not, it's, it's earned media or owned media, I guess, rather than the paid and reliant on all the other stuff that, you know, algorithms and all the rest of it. I don't, I don't know, that's, that's just something that comes to mind. No, I mean, like a really good example, I was just kind of, I remember just as you were talking, see, it's such a good point, is that, you know, we have um, a client that just recently, um, we turned, you know, a bunch of content, like 20 blog posts into an ebook for him, and really, you know, well put together, really professional ebook. But it was, and actually we made a printable version of it too, so he could have hard copies, nice glossy kind of ebook and stuff. But it was repurposed, um, great blog posts that had been written. And that was for existing clients, come to think of it actually. You know, he was sending this, this really great ebook to people who'd worked with him in the past. 
um, because we made it so that it was printable. He was actually turning up to client meetings as well, you know, and, and before I go, I'm just going to leave this on your desk. It's just something mm. I think could really help you. Um, repurposed from lots of blog posts. And it was um, with that kind of intention of, of serving up with current uh, current clients, people he'd worked with in the past, but also, as I said, you know, physically turning up to meetings and leaving it on the desk as well. It was uh, quite a genius mm. repurpose that we were really pleased with, <laughs> with that. And it's just I, a different. It's fantastic. Aspect. Fantastic mm. idea. And, and mm. I mean, I, I, I go to think, right, well, there's an entire sort of opportunity there because yeah. if you've got that and you do that for, you know, if, if, you, if you have that sort of thing or a, or a printed book that you either give to every single client or, um, you know, every client meeting or, or however you're going to distribute it and you know that somebody has, uh, you know, consumed it, the simple question is, hey, I know you've got some value um, from that book. Do you mind if we jump on a call for 10 minutes and maybe see if there's anyone that you know in a similar situation to what drew you to me that we could send yeah. on your behalf? Yeah, yeah. Like how like you don't need to do or think too much about lead generation that way because you've got your asset working for you you have a little bit of a system whereby you're getting it in the hands of your actual clients that know like and trust you. yeah exactly and then you're just having a conversation and saying well who else could we send this because who doesn't like getting books right yeah exactly and and it's so it it's, it makes it so much easier to ask for the referral doesn't it because you know it's one thing to say you know would you mind like you know i'm trying to get a few extra clients would you mind letting people know but to provide an asset like you said that's really useful and say could you share this with people you think similar to similar position to you it makes it easier for them it gives them more of an action doesn't it it's not just emailing mm. someone saying i'd like to refer these people i'm working with it's like i've got this really great um tool this asset and it's created by the people I'm currently working with highly recommend them. It just makes life easier for everyone in doing so. And 100%. it's helpful. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, anyone listening to this, if you've got a book, go and do that yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and let yeah. us know, and let us got, know how you get um, on. If you've got lots of blog posts or you've done lots of videos and things like that, don't reinvent the wheel. The messages are there. Yeah. Just, just get it into a different format. Yeah. Hundred percent, and and I know that you've got a a, a hard uh, mm -hmm. deadline to, uh, to to get to, so That's I cannot right. let you go because I touched on the plagiarism <laughs> thing, and I want to make sure that nobody gets the wrong impression. So, one minute, just tell us that quick story, and then um, we'll let you go and, and yeah. let anyone, everyone know where to find you. Well, it's actually funny. So when I was preparing to speak at Upanir Summit, and I was thinking about my my journey my career and how I'd gone full circle which is what I shared at Upreneur Summit which is that um, my first ever business was um, a magazine called Mega Mag because um, it was mega and it was a mag obviously it was the uh, what was it I don't know like the early 90s and um, I was I don't know what I was eight or nine or whatever age um, 10 maybe and I used to take articles from all the main magazines in the UK, smash hits, fast forward looking magazine, um, and then just rewrite them and just or just cut them out, the audacity to just even cut them out, otherwise mm. rewrite them, rewrite the recipes, the quizzes, everything in my mega mag, and then got them all printed up and then used to sell them to people at school and uh, go door to door as well till my mum and dad told me it wasn't allowed to do that anymore. Um, so yeah, I, my first type of business was complete plagiarizing but repurposing which is funny of other Absolutely. people's magazines into my magazine mecca mag <laughs> well it's funny how you end up where you uh 
where you end up, isn't it? And and how things sort of shape you as you go along. And you you are always yeah. destined for this. And uh, yeah, I mean, maybe it's not the pleasure in the thing, but my first business was a similar age. I used to go and find golf balls at the golf courses oh, yeah. uh, that were on the back of my and sell them back to the golfers who were rubbish enough to hit them into bush. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was a similar kind of thing because yeah. I was selling them back the thing that they just lost anyway. that they lost so. and they would never have got back if you hadn't gone to the jeopardy of going into a pond exactly. to get it or something so maybe not 50p that. a ball and over a summer it paid for a super nintendo how about that wow well that is actually pretty impressive <laughs> i can't remember what my sales were like for mega mag it was 50p or 20 it's probably 20p so probably made enough for you know some wham bars <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's enough 90s references in there for <laughs> yeah. anyone that remembers and um, yeah. wham bars. I'm oh, sure they got smaller, nice. but, you know, yeah, that's another did. conversation. <laughs> um, so, Amy, thanks ever so much um, for joining me. It's been it's been a great conversation. And um, yeah, anyone that wants to go and check out your website, it's content10x.com. That's right. Yeah, content10x10.com. Yeah. And you have a podcast of the same name. You also have a book of the same name, which is available on Amazon. And um, I know you've got a bit of a toolkit, haven't you, for um, how people can actually sort of think about doing this for themselves. Yeah, so a, we it's slash toolkit, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's content10x.com forward slash toolkit. But yeah, so the book, um, you can get a copy of the book and that it shows you how to repurpose all different types of content, everything you can kind of imagine. And then the toolkit actually shows you how, and it's focused on video and podcast. So that's, that's, you know, showing you video tutorials, templates, swipe files, checklists, things like that. So that's kind of the next stage after the book. Um, and yeah, as you mentioned, got the podcast, got the blog as well. So um, we practice what we preach. There's lots of content coming out from content 10X. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I think that, what you do is is a fantastic service and you know it's it's not only just a massive time saver it gets results as well yeah and i'd forgotten you had a book so i'm going to challenge you to take what we just discussed and try it with a couple of your clients and see and just let me know how it works i'll I'll be really interested to see if people are willing to sort of share you know somebody and then send that referral on and, and see what happens yeah I mean, it's, it's it was... a slower burn but yeah give it a go and just Worth see it, how it though. works yeah i will <laughs> and then we'll, we'll get you on and share the results yeah okay deal so, <laughs> amy thank you ever so much um again um for joining me it's been a, as i say great conversation and um all left to say happy fishing oh thank you so much for having me on happy fishing <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning into the show today. I know there are a lot of podcasts you could be listening to, but you've chosen this one and I'm truly grateful for that. And if you've enjoyed this week's episode, I'd love if you could just take a few quick minutes to share your thoughts and leave an honest rate and review for the show over on iTunes. It's not only important for helping others discover the show, but I also read each and every submission personally and they really do mean the world to me. So thanks very much in advance and happy fishing.